0: On the BB.
1: Welcome into the DNBR fantasy podcast presented by DraftKings, uh tch. Henry's gonna tell you about about the thirty minute mark of this podcast. How this is an all time week to be betting on stuff. Frankly, I think we've had better weeks, uh, but you know Not that's. Better. I'm just in the spirit of the DMVR fantasy debates. You know that's what we like to do here. Um, but you know you're you're big on the Masters, Henry. We've got lots of football, college, pros. Uh, there's actually no days this week where we didn't have football. Um, it's grandiose. It's it, grandiose. It, the Mac is yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, please, Henry.
0: What a just crazy night last night watching mm. the Mac. Like, mm. like you're sitting on the couch. I can't remember what we were watching, but it had ended. I think it was like some, like, Masters pre-tournament show. And then it's like, oh, well, I wonder if there are any sports on. Oh, three minutes left and some action, four minutes left. And then every crazy thing that happens or could possibly happen happens, including, like, a fake spike for a touchdown. That's just wild stuff.
1: Uh, Yeah. Uh, that was devastating, Guy Cassavan, how are you doing, my friend?
2: Uh, I'm great., uh, you know, it's just a, another day in November. Getting real excited for Thanksgiving. Um, mm. I'm getting hungry already, but uh wow. you know, Nothing like some turkey and uh, watching some football on a Thursday, man.
1: I could not agree more on that. That's uh really like I didn't get Thanksgiving growing up in Italy. And then I moved to the States and I was like, oh, so this is a this is a holiday built around watching football. This is the greatest thing I've ever been at. Oh so, yeah. It's incredible. It's I'm incredible. so
0: excited for the food more than anything. Like when you live the mm. way I live, you just mm. don't get many like meals that are just oh, my God. made for people, you know? Like I, was like say, I microwave Henry, a bag of you rice have, like and white like, rice, put yeah. Something oh, on God. the stove or something. Right like like I don't have a whole bunch of like really good meals. and So now Thanksgiving is just like the day of the year to me. We gotta learn
2: you how to cook, man. There's so much you're missing out there.
1: I swear we'll start the show in a second, but guy, I got to put you on blast because you're you're talking about Henry right oh, now. No, don't do that. You just had popcorn for lunch. So. I
2: did, but that doesn't mean I can't cook. Sometimes you just gotta, <laughs> you know, you just gotta grab life by the cojones and just enjoy yourself. Do popcorn <laughs> for lunch, and you neglected to mention I had a Snickers ice cream bar for that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was my appetizer. That was yeah. That was the amuse bouche to my uh, main course popcorn there.
1: Frankly, uh, that's the you just dedication. Gotta enjoy yourself, man. <laughs> that's the dedication this man has to this show. He skipped yeah. lunch for us, for you, oh, our listeners.
2: Because, yeah. What yeah. did you it eat was for lunch? Frankly, researching.
1: I had. Pretzels. I had pretzels for lunch. <laughs> uh Henry nice. hasn't even moved this car from yeah. street parking. I we are a bit of a pound and nuts. a half of nuts,
0: dude, right? Cashew uh, lovers, pistachio yeah. lovers? uh It's there a it pistachio lover's mix, actually. So there are one and a half American pounds. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. wow. Now, um, know, 86. You wake up first day of the Masters, just lay down in bed with a big can of nuts. Can't beat it.
1: There you go. I mean, you can so, taste uh, now.
2: So you're just living the high life, right? <laughs>
1: I've always been able to taste (laughs) Heard that. Oh, man. Um, So, yeah, we're a bit of a mess today. DraftKings Sportsbook is not. They will enhance your entertainment uh, in a multitude of ways as you watch football and other sports this weekend or any other weekend. In accordance with us being a bit of a mess, we had so much to talk about on our Tuesday pod. I've got some topics left over. We need to get into those. Right away, because we've got a bunch to talk about. We've got a special riddle from the count we need to solve. Uh, we've got some questions from you guys. We've got a lot to go through on top of our start sits, and we're going to have to keep those concise. I'm going to hold you to your favorite start sits. You can, get, you can go your favorite one start sit per position, and then you've got a flex. So there you go. Those are the rules of the show, kids. But we start with going back. To a buy or sell, I still had on the docket. Are you buying what Jerry Judy did with the Broncos? Is it time for Jerry Judy to become a viable wide receiver to flex option in PPRs right now?
0: He's close. He's really close. I think I might wait and see it just once more. Like like if he keeps doing what he did last week, I feel like you should be happy with that for sure. Well, I do. Yeah. Like, I just want to see it one more time, but I do think like Mm -hmm. if, if he isn't viable this week, I'd be surprised if he isn't next week, I'd be really surprised if within three weeks, he hasn't kind of moved up to that next tier of player, because I think that that's what he's in the process of doing.
2: I think that, I mean, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to the, uh, the turning point with Matt and Chesney, um, but the one he did yesterday talked at length about the offensive line. And I think that, as much of a believer as I am in Jerry Judy's talent, Mm. I need to see other parts of that offense, put it together before I can rely on him getting the support around him to actually produce and play to his full potential. Not that I'm going to, you know, he had some drops in the season. I don't want to um, gloss over those. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, when drew Locke doesn't have a lot of time to work when he's getting all that pressure in his face. Yeah. Uh there's only so much a wide receiver can do if the ball isn't making it to him, right? So as much as I believe in his talent and his route running and his speed, his agility, everything else, um, there are other parts of that offense that I need to see pick it up before I yeah. think we can rely on him for production.
1: You're really banking on some kind of garbage time yardage. Uh yeah, with that's the where all came last
2: game, man. Right.
1: Yeah. Yep. yep. Um so. Long answer short, you guys are saying, no, you are not buying Jerry Judy. Not
2: yet, but I'm close.
1: Boy, with the depth at wide receiver, now we've talked about how the depth at the top of the wide receiver class has been rough, but the depth of the wide receiver class in general in the NFL, you don't need to commit. You can play the field, and Jerry Judy should be one of your options as you play the field, but don't put all your eggs in that basket. Staying in Broncos country before we move on from buy or sells. How about Noah Fant? Um, come back from injury. Albert O took over those touches. Albert O's now injured. Can he get healthy? Because we were really excited about how he was looking the first couple weeks. Now, maybe looking like a smidge of a fantasy pretender, if I dare say.
2: I don't think so. I mean, he's played through injury before and produced pretty well.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so he's not one of those guys that I necessarily like when we talk about like Debo Samuel and coming back from a list Frank injury, where there's a lot of like uh, a breaking in, so to speak period where he's not just going to come back from injury and all of a sudden be a hundred percent. I think Noah Fant, um, he's the type of guy that he doesn't let injuries um, like nagging injuries like that. They don't really hold him back. If he's on the field to play, if he actually has to stay out, obviously that's one thing. And I'm sure that he would like to be out there, but coaches hold him for, you know, uh, safety reasons. Cause they don't want him to be, you know, long-term injured. Um, but if the guy's on the field, if he's good enough to step out there with his helmet on, then I think he's going to produce for you.
0: Yeah. I think that when you look at all the tight ends across the league, yeah. it just isn't a great year unless you have like one of the top two or three. And, and I think that in this offense, Noah Fant is just going to get enough opportunities that I do think that he's a, he's as much He's as worthy of a play as most of the tight ends out there. And so I think that while I'm not so sure that he's going to jump back and immediately be good to go and back to his best self, I do think the odds of him being a good tight end this week are probably better than the odds of Jerry Judy breaking out.
2: I think also, like in terms of like a safety valve, Fant is more of a safety valve for Drew Locke than Jerry Judy at least mm-hmm. from what I've seen. And when Drew Locke is facing so much pressure, as he has been recently, I think that, that it gives him more of an opportunity. And then I think you also kind of undersold, you said the top two or three. George Kittle is out for, what, eight weeks now? Seven more True. weeks? Yeah. So even at the top two, like outside of Kelsey, you're pretty much almost, I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of dark throws Waller. going on. Yeah. I know.
1: Right, right. It kind of is a streaming position So even if no offense closer to what we've seen recently than what we got really excited about at the beginning of the season, another guy who's kind of in the mix, even though you, you don't really need to commit one way or another on him. All right. Back to some, would you rather's? Oh, okay. I, I was like, Oh, we did those already. Yes. Because I put in bold the ones that we had done already, left the other ones that we hadn't done blank. So uh, we did the one about the top dudes in PPR. Here's one for you. Tua, Drew Locke, or Nick Mullins. Oh, my God. I, think I can tell Tua. you
2: Nick Mullins is the third option there. I agree Tua, I like, man. Dude, That's Tua the looks
1: so
0: good. Tua I looks think awesome. The, the way that he's moving is so much better than I feel like he ever moved in college. And maybe I'm just like misremembering that because you remember so many of the big throws that he had. But yeah. but sometimes I mean, there were a couple of times he got defenders in space and just looked. He looked more like Kyler Murray than he did what I yeah. expected of him. And so I, I'm really bought in on Tua uh, and especially when the other options are Nick Mullins and Drew Locke. And I do like Drew, too. Tua, though, is the way to go.
2: I think um, on the field right now, Tua looks so much more confident than Drew Lock too. Like he's not afraid to make difficult throws. Like that throw that he had to Mac Hollins in the end zone was like, that was amazing, man. He put it right on his hands, and there was no hesitation. You just see him plant his feet and just deliver. I love to see that, and it's like you said. Like I think he's got the wheels to add that rushing aspect on the ground that really is going to give you a good base for points from a quarterback, and I think that that team, the Dolphins, are trending in a really good direction right now after beating who I had as one of the better teams in the NFL in the Cardinals. Um. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you all the way at that, uh
1: From a fantasy perspective, though, bah, nothing, nothing too special. Much better this last game, 248 for two touchdowns. Yeah, but our sample um,
2: size here is
1: well, the, the game prior, he threw for 91 yards. They're also dominating teams. The defense is playing real well. They're trying to stay as a more balanced attack. If you're mining fantasy points, I really think you might be better off um, with Drew Locke, uh, looking forward at some of these matchups as well. Um,
2: right. So- okay, so last, last week, he got you, what, like 32.7, and almost all of that was in garbage time, and... Having, you know, seven rushes for 47 yards and a touchdown is going to obviously boost that as well. Um, but previous to that, his his point totals were not very good. Let me see if I can pull those up real quick.
1: Uh, yeah, and I mean, we were also projecting both to kind of be on the upswing, right? Like, both have right. come back from injuries and uh, – or, yeah, that's correct. And, uh, you know, both are kind of getting in the groove of this new offense to some extent.
2: Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, the, the five weeks that he had played prior, previous to that, 13.1, negative 1.2, 5.5, 15, and 20.8. That's what you were getting from Drew Locke previous to last week's 32.7-point explosion. Yeah, uh, so the
1: last two games were trending in the right direction in uh, you know some toss-ups where he really only played well for one quarter.
2: A two-game sample size. I don't know if you can call that a trend necessarily.
1: I mean, it's moving in the right direction. Yes. It's more than five point seven and twenty-one point four. I mean, that's a trend yeah. in the right direction too from Tua for sure. But yeah. I just I, all that I like more what
2: I see from him on the field. Oh, I, I
1: mean, he's looked extraordinary. I'm not. I'm not arguing that for sure. I need to see that. Uh, that production while Drew uh, looking like a decent little sneaky pickup. As well, um, yeah, Nick Mullins was kind of silly to even throw in there, but I had to have a third for Would You Rather. Um, moving Justin Herbert, on. you could have been go Yeah, on. that's true.
0: Well, I think we all know where we'd go there. Yeah. That's the
2: thing. Yeah. I just wanted to stick it in there, twist the knife a little bit. Ugh.
1: Justin Herbert, I remind you, won one game. Um, <laughs> but for fantasy lo- purposes. A loser as he was in college. college. <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> Would you rather Jarek McKinnon, Rex Burkhead, or Wayne Gallman? Jarek McKinnon. Mm.
0: Uh, Gallman is tempting.
1: And now what's interesting is it sounds like Moster will be back, right?
0: And so that's what I was wondering is what's going on with those running backs. Like like this week, uh, Jarek McKinnon, I think there's a good chance he outscores him, But for the rest of the season, Wayne Gallman just has that job.
1: I don't trust Rex Burkhead or anyone in that Patriots backfield.
2: We've seen Wayne Gallman in years past with this job, and he's had good games, and then he's fallen off, and there's a reason that they went out and got Saquon Barkley. There's a reason that they've had that carousel behind him. I don't know if he can hold on to it, man. Like I like what he's doing right now, but we've seen him before. I've been burned by him before. clearly taking
1: charge of it, though. Like, this is a different Wayne Gallman. He's looking good to me. He's never looked good to me in the NFL before.
0: Yeah, he is really relying on touchdowns too, though.
1: Well, sure. I mean, that offense is terrible.
0: Yeah. Playing Philadelphia this week, Cincinnati next week, Seattle the week after that. Like, I mean, if he can sustain it, then this is the lineup he can sustain it against.
1: Yeah, now in dynasties, Wayne Gallman, you got to be real careful because, of course, Saquon's coming back soon, and he does have a bye week in two weeks. Um, but yeah, you, eh, I think Wayne Gallman's uh, half decent. Um, the hope
0: is to get uh, Mostert back next week,
1: but you'd go yeah. McKinnon, huh, guy?
2: Yeah, I just, I, I think I the offensive line for the 49ers is better
0: and week
2: by week i just uh, we've seen the running back for like whoever is starting at running back for the 49ers has consistently produced obviously there have been a lot of injuries there um but and the guy that's getting the opportunity like when they played against the uh the green bay packers Jerick mckinnon had his number called there and um yep he produced man and that was a game that was basically a blowout and he's terrible. still produced. So even with the game script not favoring them, he's still able to get you points. I
1: just trust that
2: team a little bit more, I think.
1: They've stunk though. They're really I, I get
2: it. There. I get it. But their their running game is is just better.
1: They're fine. The offensive line
2: and, mm-hmm. and the offensive scheme just favors it more.
0: I just don't think there are touches there for him going forward. You know, because I mean up until last week against Green Bay the week before three carries, three carries, six carries, one carry before that couple games with 14. I do think that he's just not going to be a factor going forward. And it isn't going to matter how much better the opportunities that he does get are.
1: It's tough to predict that backfield. Cause that is a backfield. You kind of want to buy stock in if you knew who was going to get the rock. I mean, if you had to exclude most or Do you like McKinnon over Telvin Coleman or Jermichael Hasty? I mean, probably over Hasty, but it's a mess. I mean, that's the thing about Burkhead too. Like Mm -hmm. in general, Burkhead and McKinnon, probably better football players than Wayne Gallman. For sure. But Wayne Gallman's opportunity, the waves kind of ticking up and the giants aren't looking completely horrible. Like they're looking semi frisky. They're not just going to get blown out. Like he's kind of got decent value. Um I guess I'd still take like eh. No. All right. Uh other would you rather, would you rather Damon Harris, Jordan Wilkins, or Michael P. Ryan?
2: Damian Harris. Well, you love Damon Harris. I do, but also like I I don't okay, so the Jets, let's just I, I don't trust anyone on the Jets outside of Russia or uh, what's his name? Um, Crowder. Jameson Crowder, yeah. Nope. That like that shouldn't need any explanation, right? Yes.
1: Yes, agreed. agreed, agreed. Uh, Jordan
2: Wilkins, I went out and got him in two leagues, <laughs> and uh, he did nothing.
0: <laughs> yeah, it wasn't great. So,
2: like, I get that the Titans this Thursday night match of uh, the Titans have a bad defense, but uh, Jeffrey Simmons was just named AFC Defensive Player of the Week, so he's on a tear right now. He's like top five in the NFL at his position. He's terrific. Yeah, and Desmond King joining that defense. I mean, he plays in the secondary, obviously, but I think that the Colts, I just see them on a little bit of a downswing and the Titans on an upswing. And Jordan Wilkins, like, that was his job. Like, now that Jonathan Taylor hasn't really, you know, Mm -hmm. he hasn't impressed and he's also been somewhat injured. He was supposed to produce there and he didn't. Um, That kind of has me very wary of him right now. And, uh, yeah, Damian Harris. I just, I see the talent in him, man. I've been waiting for him to break out and I think they've been waiting for him to break out. So I just.
1: That's why P Ryan's a sneaky pick here because like how much longer the are the jets, jets going to stick with sucks, Frank Gore? Man. I know, but we're so desperate. For are, running you backs? Me,
2: like, are you asking me to rationalize any decision that Adam Gase makes? Cause I can't do it, man. Like, I mean, I don't trust an Adam Gase led team.
1: You don't have to trust. You just have to find uh, one of these three crappy running backs to trust in.
0: Not Damian Harris. I think it's Damian Harris, too. I think I'd definitely go Damian Harris. He, uh I mean, it could turn out to still just be a clown car there. But I think oh, it that is. he's that going to get, car. I think he's probably going to get, like, half the touches in every game, like. I, I, to me, he feels like the most stable of all those running backs where you might see some James white. You might see some Rex Burkhead. I don't know, but I think to me, at least I would be putting Damian Harris on the field a lot. He's been productive. He's had uh, double digit uh, uh, rushing attempts, three straight games. The yep. uh, worst was 5.1 yards per carry. I, I yep. just think that it's kind of time for them to roll with him. And he's just, it's, it's too much easier to talk yourself out of those other two.
1: Only rostered on 48.8% of leagues. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. The production's there. He looks like the best of the bunch. We'll see, but you gotta assume that sooner or later they're gonna give their most talented back the touches he deserves. What a mess. What a clown car. For <coughs> pardon me, realsies. Henry, before I choke and go on a coughing spree, um. We've got the riddle of all riddles, the question of all questions on the fantasy pod. Before we hit that, though, can we give a shout out to a special someone?
0: This Sunday will truly be a Sunday like no other. With this weekend's major golf tournament, along with both professional and collegiate football, there will be no shortage of action. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, wants to put you in the center of the action with so many different ways to make it rain. If you haven't tried the app yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. To celebrate Sunday's action, DraftKings is ensuring all new users are covered up to $100. That's right. You bet they cover with risk-free Sunday betting on all of Sunday's action. This weekend, there's plenty of action to get in on, so head to the app now to start making it rain. On top of those great sign-up offers, DraftKings will have special promotions and odds boost every day of this year's tournament in Augusta, Georgia. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is ensuring your Sunday bets up to $100. That's right. You bet they cover up to $100 when you use promo code DNVR during sign up. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Risk free coverage paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See draftkingscom sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1 800 522
2: 4700. RIP code Rainbow, man.
1: Ooh. I missed code that one. Rainbow r.i.p. rainbow um that was that was lit though that was a fun time to be alive (laughs) it's gonna be the funnest time to be alive right now because count locula came in with a true banger um we needed guy to translate this into um english that uh henry and i's non-division one schools uh
2: but read it in its original form first and then
1: we'll we'll explain this doesn't count exactly exactly um again again we're a we're a mess right now um also henry i recorded a whole podcast with you yesterday while rocking a montana tech hat and you said nothing so really
0: dude they all run together
1: i really disappointed
0: montana tech uh, I had a friend who played football there. He was wow. actually just out here recently. Yeah. Nice. He made right. a lot of money on DraftKings Sportsbook too. Cam Newton. How, first about, it? Yeah. How
1: about it? How mm-hmm. about it? Um, Your Highness <laughs> and Hank and Guy too. I humbly submit to the, the riddle of three. For every player in fantasy crowns, There's twice as many with real life frowns, but there's just as many PPR duds who on the field are football studs. Who are your top three in both realms? Who can captain ships with different helms? Each guy must give their six without repeating the other picks. Again, that's three on paper who earn you ships, but who are bad for real and give you yips. And three who carry teams to fame, but in fantasy are draped in shame. Love the count.
2: He explained it to you as well, and you guys still couldn't figure it out. That boggles <laughs> my mind. We are <laughs> not Just read the last part. We are so not it's, worthy. Yeah, it's three guys that are good in good on the field in you know on your NFL Sunday, but aren't good for you on your fantasy team. Mm-hmm. And then you got your guys that are really good in fantasy, that in on the field just aren't that good, but still pick you up points in fantasy. So
0: should we snake draft? And then we it?
2: Uh, I guess, yeah, and then we can't uh, we can't repeat each other's
0: All answers right. here.
2: So I mean we have to start with one and then do the other, yep. but we can let's snake draft with, it. Let's
0: start with Who's the players that are actually good but are bad in fantasy. Who wants to go first? Uh I'll go first. Okay, we'll go oldest to youngest.
2: Okay, I'm gonna start with Drew Brees. Ooh. He hasn't really shown up in like a very meaningful way in terms of quarterbacks. Cause he's up there and he doesn't run. He's a very safe quarterback. He's a guy that um, I was reading a stat the other day. I, I would need to look it up specifically, but I know that right now I think he's third all time this season in completion percentage uh, among quarterbacks. And that's after his 2019 and 2018 seasons respectively. So like all time he's up there as one of, the greats in terms of like completion percentage if not like overall yardage and everything else touchdowns um he's right i know tom brady in here like going back and forth on touchdowns i'm pretty sure um but yeah he never really like he's had some seasons where he's been like pretty good like top five ish Mm -hmm. but then after that he's down there like at the edge of qb1 maybe the top of like qb2 consideration um but we're talking about a bonafide like he was a hall of famer seasons ago and he's still going um i think he fits the bill for this in terms of a guy that's really good on the field and um isn't really performing for you on fantasy
1: Hmm. i'll go next i'm gonna go i'm sticking on this topic we're not alternating yes yeah we're still i'm gonna go teddy bridgewater uh teddy bridgewater Not really even a top 12 quarterback in fantasy. Not really even he's streamable in fantasy. Sure. He's had his good weeks, but nothing special. Um, But man, he's been playing lights out. He's in a new offense. He's just been surgical. He's playing with so much gusto. Um, And really that one game they lost recently where he was kind of a dud. The Falcons. all around yeah was that terrible hit i mean that was just i was a-
2: gonna say right i think that proves your point the fact that a team feels like they need to Thank go so you. far out of their way mm-hmm. sorry i'm like completely stealing your thunder here i'll let you no. finish the thought
1: no no go for it i love it
2: yeah that's the uh it's disrespectful but it's also it's like the sincerest form of flattery where it's like it's yeah true. we're so afraid of you that we're purposely gonna try to injure you that's yep. how good you are and like yep. Yeah, I've, I've loved the way Teddy Bridgewater's been playing this season, man. And I feel like the he's Saints, awesome. they might be looking at that Dude, right now with incredible 100%. sellers or Morris, man.
1: 100%. Drew Brees is
2: as good as he's been. Like, this is most likely his last season. They need to yeah. look forward. I mean, yeah. Jameis Winston, come on. We, Jameis Winston's entertaining, but he's not like the answer. But Teddy mm-hmm. Bridgewater, man, wow.
1: Yeah, he's awesome. Um, I love him. I kind of love that whole offense. So do awesome. I. Go ahead, Henry.
0: Okay, um, you know, one guy who I think probably doesn't get the fantasy points that he deserves in terms mm. of what he does for his team and just like his natural abilities. It's Lamar Jackson. You know you oh. look at what he's done. You look at what he's done with, oh, with leading his team to a six and two record. six and two.
1: Oh. And... You
0: know how many of those wins were within 14 points? Well, I mean, less than 14 points, one of them, only one of them. They've been so good all season, but all anybody can talk about is why this quarterback who seems like he should be perfect for fantasy football because of the way he runs is quarterback 13. (sighs)
1: So I just want to put some respect on that man. You'd
0: make a
2: great politician.
0: I want to, I want to put some respect on Lamar Jackson's name and say he deserves a lot of credit for what he does. (laughs) Just not fantasy wise not fantasy-wise. You Maybe. putting
2: respect on Lamar's name, that is just the, the cherry beautiful. on top of this one. Yeah.
1: So beautiful. I love it. I <laughs> Can't love it. can argue with the results. Yeah, uh, no kidding. Alright, Snake Draft, I guess it's your turn again, Henry. Yeah,
2: you're doubling up, oh, Hank.
0: Oh, wow. I had not prepared. Uh, James so White. Now We're going to go James White. Yep. That's how that works. Um, but James White, you know, he is a good running back, and but he wait. does a
1: now you need to give the opposite, right? No, no, no. We're, oh, We're okay. We have to, we have we to go have to, through
2: three rounds of the this. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And yeah. then we do the next
1: one. Right, right, right. Okay.
0: Mm. A soccer game just ended in a tie, my phone told me. Um, I think 0-0. <laughs> uh, zero, zero. Uh, Nil-nil. But um, uh, James White, he does so many great things. He provides the type of threat that I think every team would like to have. But fantasy-wise even though if you look at the numbers, I'm sure there have been plenty of seasons where he is a viable fantasy running back because of the way the rotation works. You probably missed out on playing him those weeks just because you didn't expect that to be the week it happened. Um, So I think James white also deserves a shout out for being a good football player.
1: Then it goes to me. I got stuck in the sandwich round, like uh, the sandwich pick of each round, which is going to stink. I'm going to go with the low hanging fruit. It's Philip Lindsay. Um, he oh, plays my amazingly. Man.
2: You beat he's me.
1: Probably having the best season of his career. And the fantasy production certainly doesn't show it because he's just not getting the touches and some injury luck and what have you. But definitely, Philip Lindsay fits this category to a T. Yeah, I'm sorry. I had to pounce. I knew uh, that the opportunities were drying up there.
2: Yeah. Um, so this is a guy that I, I don't think I've ever mentioned before on this podcast.
1: Oh,
2: uh, Kenyon Drake.
1: Oh, I'm boy. feeling
2: very hard done by one of my <laughs> favorite coaches on one of my favorite teams right now in Cliff Kingsbury. After he saw what Kenyon Drake was like, what his potential was last season, he goes and puts him as a it up the gut back. Oh, boy. And just completely, it just feels like he's misusing his skill set, like Philip Lindsay having some of that bad injury luck here as well. I just feel like he's not being used properly, but he's got he's got talent. And when his number is called upon, he's doing the job to the best of his ability. Like he does what needs to be done and they're winning games. He's just not, he's not getting it done for you in fantasy, which is unfortunate, but he's got the talent. And I think that, He's just really hes not being utilized properly. That's why Kenyon Drake, for me, is on this list. I still, think, I still think he's a fantastic player, man. I don't care if anyone wants to look back and be like, oh, well, if you saw him on the Dolphins, he didn't produce there either. It's like, yeah, that iteration of the Dolphins was pretty trash, and I'm not going to hold that against him because he was getting hit behind the line of scrimmage consistently there. When he moved to the Cardinals and they were using him in that, you know, more of a, a pass-catching back role, he was – he was insane he was really good and now he's just going back to just that uh, just that between the tackles running if, back that just it doesn't suit him man
1: does Kenyon drake fit either category he's neither good nor fantasy productive he's like in the Ouch, middle. he's, dude. he's, he's, he's I just he's bad in both i just
2: really <laughs> want to throw just, out just there, put that yeah. one on me huh
0: if you're an nfl running back and you can't run between the tackles then you're not an nfl running back It might be some little havesy thing that you can try to justify, but you are not an NFL running back. That's That's rude. That's a very rude
1: get-off-my-lawn type of football pick. Yeah, okay, man.
2: That's like saying if you can't play slot, you can't play receiver. I don't know. There's different types, man. Um, There's your your deep burners. There's your deep burners. Maybe you can catch a jet sweep,
0: though
1: let's uh let's see if you can redeem yourself on this uh sandwich pick here on the on the turn in the snake draft guy could you have to close out your real life stud a fantasy dud
2: it's it's getting kind of difficult at this point um i i think i'll have to go uh kenny galladay who has mm. underwhelmed in the season this far? Yes, he has, um, but his his real life talent is uh, pretty incredible. I think that Lions team is just kind of a, uh, I don't know, man. They're uh, they're a case study in uh, inaptitude. Uh, Matt Patricia, I don't know how much longer that guy deserves to keep his job. Um, I really I feel for guys like Calvin Johnson who spent their careers there, and uh, didn't see anything from it. Um, Matt Stafford obviously he has arm talent, um, but he can't stay healthy. Uh, but Kenny Galladay is a guy that God, if you saw him on a team with like a Drew Brees or like a an Aaron Rodgers, like I think that you would you would put him up there as you know a top five wide receiver given the talent. If he just had a better situation in terms of coaching and quarterback play, not that Matt Stafford's bad necessarily, it's just the the fact that he keeps getting injured and the way that those game scripts, the way that I like whatever keeps happening in their games, they choke things away and everything else. Yeah.
1: Yeah, He's been real disappointing.
2: Yeah. He has a ton of real world talent Mm -hmm. and I was touting him a lot before the draft, but he's not, he's not living up to that. Those expectations in fantasy.
1: I'm sticking to an NFC wide receiver who's underwhelmed uh, in a major way this year. And that's Mike Evans obvious obvious real world talent um just with adapting to uh to brady and that offense being a bit more conservative and trying to eat up the game clock and just a lot of mouths to feed especially with antonio brown it's not happening for mike evans he's basically we've talked about it droppable in fantasy but the real life talent's undeniable i still think he's uh you know one of the like four five six best outside wide receivers in the nfl and like as you were saying, put him with an Aaron Rodgers like swap Devonte Adams out with Mike Evans. Um, obviously, you can't just build that kind of chemistry Adams and Rodgers have overnight, but we'd still be talking about a pretty uh, high end player there. So yeah, I think Mike Evans fits this category to a T. Love my roster right now.
0: Yeah, world of mine too, Henry. I'm about to love mine a lot more. Oh boy, um, I'm gonna go with. uh, Kyle Juszczyk, who is an incredible football player, (laughs) does so many things, and again, gets no credit. He is literally worthless, but he's actually very, very good, and he's the reason why a guy like George Kittle can get a bunch of points. While those running backs, whoever you put back there, is going to get numbers. He deserves credit for that. We need fullback stats. I was kind of torn, though. I kind of want to go George Kittle and say that his blocking makes him by far the best tight end in the league, but he's only number two, but that still isn't quite
1: a dud. Yeah. No, that's, yeah, a, well, that's a clever pick. I like that. That's a you. good application of the, of the exercise. All right. Um, different order then for the reverse or we just continue?
2: Yeah, we should flip it up. I'll go last yeah. on this one. Dre, you want to go? Well, yeah, you go first, Dre, and then Anchor goes second
1: okay so as far as super fantasy productive but i think i know who you're gonna
2: take dude
1: great in real life
2: um you're gonna do it just to spite me aren't you
1: man i would i would oh i wasn't even do it do it kenyan drake that's who you're thinking no
2: that's not who i was thinking oh
1: um Okay, all. I'm gonna keep trying to think of who you're thinking of. I'm gonna go Cam Newton for this oh, one. Oh, you he's, bastard! He's actually been pretty productive fantasy wise. He's averaging 19 points per game, but the man is broken. Uh, he's a bad football player. Yeah. Guy and I have debated whether or not he'll even keep his job the rest of the year. Uh, the fact he's that he's the poster we,
2: child for this yes, he case. Is. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. Easy, oh.
2: easy. Number one pick there.
1: So then it's you next, Henry. Wow. It's
0: really difficult. It's fun, I have some ideas. Let's uh Yep, we're we're going to pull the Trigger. Austin Eckler. Oh, he's a fantasy machine. Yeah, he's he's a good player to have wow. in the NFL, but he isn't anything close to what he is in fantasy. And sure this year like he's been hurt and all that and so it's different. But when you're getting points for catching the ball instead of running the ball, I think that alone just shows like this isn't I think that is the most clear way to see that players are being valued or devalued Mm. based on style of play versus what you're actually producing. And I think that Austin Eckler is kind of like the poster child still for the, the PPR running back, the guy who you just trust to get catches.
1: So you made you're making the reverse James White white case. You just made three rounds ago. That was more
0: because of the split touches
1: hey to each to each their own yeah i think they got a good deal in how they're paying him i think austin has uh some real value guy who do you have as your first pick
2: i'm gonna take him from you this is the guy that i thought you were gonna oh, take man i don't have a lot of options here this one's actually this is a lot harder than the first one uh i'm gonna go with justin herbert Who has only won himself one game? He can't get his team across the finish line there. In crunch time, he's just not getting it done. But I think right now he's what, QB five on the year in fantasy?
1: Yeah, he is. And that's Dak Prescott's in there too. Uh, So you take Dak, who's been injured. Yeah, he's one of the four best uh, fantasy quarterbacks right now.
2: Yeah, Justin Herbert, he is like, he has been probably like, at quarterback, I think he's been the pickup of the year. He's the yep. this is the case study in why you don't draft a quarterback early because yep. these are the guys that you're able to get off the waiver wire at some point. Um, so all those teams that took a Patrick Mahomes, who he's doing well, a Lamar Jackson, who he's not, uh, a Dak Prescott, who he has obviously been injured, and then you've got Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray rounding out the top five. Justin Herbert is right there behind, you know, the top three or four. And he's a guy that you could have gotten off the waiver wire. And then in that second, third, fourth round, when you were taking one of those quarterbacks, you could have gotten a Kareem Hunt. You could have gotten a Calvin Ridley. Um, a lot of other guys who are putting up production that is far outmatching any of their, you know, replacements uh, from the waiver wire. Um, but Justin Herbert in real life, he's got what one win. He's now one in uh, five. Is that correct? And uh, yeah. He's just not getting it done for his team. They're not getting them across the finish line. So Justin Herbert for me, That's Cam good. Newton was my, he was my number one choice, but he was the obvious one for this. Yeah.
1: And I guess you, uh, you get the turn here.
2: Yeah. Oh man, this is going to take me a second,
1: man. We really missed the boat by not saying Jonathan Taylor on the last category. He was up there
2: for me, but I thought that Kenyon Drake was a better, I I don't know. I've talked so much about Ken and Drake. I had him on my mind. He feels I feel like, like I a had poster
1: to... child for that past um, group. But I yeah. I digress. Um, yeah, who else is uh, is producing but not really playing all that well?
2: Um, yeah, this, is, this is tough, man.
1: Yeah, for sure. Especially on the turn. I think I might have
2: okay be might be able to just go out of order if you got one on your mind right now
0: I've got one go yeah, ahead I can. Let's hear it. Uh, David Montgomery that is a man that is just oh, pure damn, opportunity yeah that's a good one he is not getting points because ah, he's a better football player than yeah. who's right behind him Joe Mixon DeAndre Swift oh Christian McCaffrey but that's for a different reason so yeah I, I think that I think that's a pretty obvious example to me
1: poster child poster child for this i was that's a good one thinking along the same lines alan robinson he's actually a top 10 fantasy wide receiver you wouldn't think by looking at him uh he doesn't seem like anything he's got talent to but his me.
2: quarterback situations
1: How? yeah that's true i mean he's he's certainly like a top 20 maybe even 25 wide receiver in the league he's not like the eighth best wideout. No. um I think he's greatly – you know, there, there's a lot of guys who he's, like, outscoring significantly, like Mike Evans, like DJ Moore, like Odell Beckham Jr., who in real life I would much rather those guys, but Allen Robinson is outproducing him by quite a bit, and it's, uh, yeah, surprising. Um, oh, man.
2: I guess Evan Ingram would fall into this role. Tight end has been yes. kind of a pretty yes. crazy – this season he somehow is the tight end 10 which makes him a tight end one technically Mm -hmm. in that conversation watching him play though man he has like all of his like you know his measurables all of his all the like the 40 time and his size and everything else all just point to him he should be like a george kittle like he should be one of the top like three tight ends in the league right now but watching him play, man, I don't know how that dude has a job. Like I've watched him drop so many passes. I've watched him, you know, run around where he's just on the, on the wrong page with uh, Daniel Jones where not where he's supposed to be. And then it results in an interception. I'm so confused by him and anger, man. He was the guy that I was hoping the Broncos would get him when he was available in the draft. And now I'm like, I'm thankful that it didn't happen because that guy looks like a mess. Like, He has the physical traits, but he doesn't have the actual, like I don't know, the concentration, I guess, for lack of a better term. He uh, lacks a clear
1: role, too. I think that's part of his problem. He's such a hybrid. He's not really a tight end, but he's not really a wide receiver. And so it's hard to kind of fit him in. Uh, He does get those easy touches sometimes and those touchdowns. But, yeah, he's just not super viable. Um, So you did your makeup pick. I'm going to go back to what would be the. Oh, no. Just like well, don't
2: repeat anything. I'm
1: going to go. I think uh, my pick's going to be Josh Allen. Uh, yeah, he started off hot and he looked good to to start off the year and was very productive. He's Josh Allen. He's incredibly inconsistent. He's far from a top five, probably even top 10 franchise quarterback right now. I don't think even the the tag franchise quarterback would be appropriate for where he's at. Um still benefiting from that heart start in fantasy and having just played the Seahawks who you were pointing out off air guy. um, The Seahawks defense is about to allow more yards per game than Peyton Manning on the record breaking. Oh yeah. 2013
2: Peyton Manning averaged 342 yards per game. The uh, Seahawks are pacing right now, allowing 372.5 yards per game, which is absurd
1: yikes um so you know you benefit from the hot start and being able to play against that defense but in general josh allen far from a great quarterback even though he might be a pretty good fantasy quarterback already
0: yeah that's a good one um i'll finish mine off with uh devin singletary basically everything i said about Um, the last guy, David Montgomery in Chicago, it all just applies. It's another situation where it's really the situation that gets you all the points. It doesn't have much to do with the talent. And I guess Zach Moss injury helped too, but I don't think he's deserving of the touches he gets. Right. Yeah.
2: Um, I guess, I guess this, this will pass. Um, but Carson Wentz, man, I mean, right now he's sitting as the, uh, the QB 14. He's like the number one streaming option this week going up against, I believe the, uh, Giants. Yes. Um, he's had some games where he has put up like 27, 29, 21, 21. He's also had some duds in there as well. Carson Wentz. I don't understand. I I don't know what happened to him, man. Watching him play football. He looks like a bottom 10 quarterback in the league right now dare i say bottom five he looks horrible like Mm -hmm. uh, i don't know what happened man like he's missing open throws he looks lost back there he's on the wrong page with his receivers again um
1: he's the perfect test case of what happens when your quarterback loses confidence yeah it's too much on his shoulders and starts to get into bad habits
2: it's crazy Um, to think that if he hadn't gotten injured Uh, the Eagles Hmm. might not have a Super Bowl right now.
0: Yeah. Like that Carson
2: Wentz injury is like a blessing in disguise right there. How horrible is that?
0: A a similar rabbit hole. He was was like the MVP favorite when he got hurt. Think about Derek Carr too. Derek Carr just about got an MVP, went all the way down to the bottom, and is now looking like a really good quarterback again. So I don't know. Maybe it's not over for Carson Wentz, but it certainly does not look good right now.
1: Quarterbacks. I always think back to that Wentz-Goff-Dak Prescott draft. There was also Paxton Lynch and a few others in that mix. But how those guys' stocks have fluctuated so much. Like rookie yeah. year, Dak, how could anyone have passed on Dak? Then second year, Carson's the MVP. The Eagles are the best team in the league. Third year, Jared Goff is, uh, you know, running the Rams and they go all the way to the Super Bowl. Then Dak goes back to leading the league and passing yards and the other quarterbacks are kind of middling. It's been wild how just up and down those guys keep like, oh no, Dak's the best of the group. Oh no, it's Carson. Oh no, it's Goff and like back and forth, back mm-hmm. and forth. All right, guys, we're actually going to tell you to tune in to the tailgate Sunday morning for all our start sits since we were going to do a condensed version of that. Anyways, these last few minutes of the show, I want to save for questions. Um, and we've got, you know, subscribers on the discord, by the way, subscribe to thedmbr.com. We do also have a website, a subscription website, tons of great content, tons of great stuff, football content, Uh, college football content, basketball, hockey, abs, nuggets, Rockies, Buffs, Rams. We do it all. Uh, Tons of great videos, breakdowns, the kind of breakdowns Guy was citing that Matt McChesney does. It's phenomenal stuff across the board. Support us. You can actually use code FANTASY when you sign up and you can sign up for a monthly, an annual, a three-year, a lifetime. You can give a gift. You can support us by using that code any way you'd like. If you'd rather support Henry, you can use code buffs, but that's what, not what we're about. We're about code fantasy up in here. Support us because we support you as we're about to do and answer your questions. And you can, you can get that direct access to us and our other subscribers who know some, some of them might know their stuff even better than us. There's a great fantasy channel in our discord, all sorts of great stuff. You can ask us questions on the pod feed, tons of benefits to that. Even if you come to the bar, all that. That's my spiel. I'm getting to Nick Scott first. He says, all right, Dre, I just don't even know what to do with my lineup. He sent me some screenshots, but anyways, he's, he's got a conundrum at running back. Does he start Kareem hunt with Nick Chubb coming back or Drake and, uh, Edmonds, one or the other in that backfield, uh, for the Cardinals going against the Buffalo bills this week. And at, at wide receiver, does he start Allen Robinson and bench both Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore, or are one of those Panthers wideouts the way to go? Um, so let's start with the running back, Hunt going against uh, the Houston Texans, but Nick Chubb is back. Are you tempted by Edmonds and Drake? Henry, I'll start with you because I am certain producer guy's answer will be very quick and concise and i can predict it right now
0: yep (laughs) it's a kareem hunt for me thank you it's just the the i'm not love that
1: matchup right
0: like we've seen what happens when they split touches like we may not know exactly what to expect from like Kenyon drake and chase edmonds and everything that's going on there whether that can be healthy but we know for sure that the browns can do it and there's no reason to think that it won't happen especially this week against the texans so i think it's a pretty easy call for me
1: Yes. Um, Guy, we agree. It's Hunt all the way.
2: Yeah, because he was
0: producing uh,
2: even when Nick Chubb was healthy, and just because he's coming back from an injury doesn't mean that Nick Chubb will be at 100% to begin with. Anyway, the Texans are a horrible defense, and I don't know what Cliff Kingsbury is thinking with his plan for running backs right now. He's... Like it seems like when Kareem Hunt is that between the tackles guy, Chase Edmonds is flourishing, but then when Kareem or Kenyon Drake is out and the job is all Chase Edmonds, he yeah. sends him <laughs> in to run between the tackles, even though he's the smaller guy. And it's just like, I don't know what he's thinking, man. It's it's hard for me to, to endorse any uh, Cardinals running back right now. So,
1: yeah. I mean, <laughs> you ain't wrong about that. And then Allen Robinson, Monday night. Against the Vikings, or are you more tempted by Bobby Anderson or DJ Moore? Bobby slowed down just a smidge. Uh, DJ Moore had that one good week when we wrote his fantasy eulogy, and then that's been about it. Uh, they take on the Tampa Bay Bucks. Don't love that matchup. I told Nick Hunt, Alan Robinson, stick with your favorites. Anyone else going the other way, though? anyone tempted by Bobby
0: tempted, but at this point now that you, what, what made him so hard all season was that you just didn't expect him to be as good as he was. And that's why right now, when he's going through the downswing, it's a lot easier to say, this is probably what we're going to see more of going forward instead of what we saw before. And I just think that with a guy like Alan Robinson, who, who put up like good numbers, um, you're going to get as you usually do like a few of those deep shots. And if a couple of them hit, then you had a really good week. And if one of them hits, then you're all right. And if none of them do, then I'd be kind of surprised, but you lose.
1: Yep. All right. And then from our discord, we have a question from Sir James who asks Hamler, Viska or Higgins for his wide receiver three spot. Definitely.
0: This got tougher though, because I just saw that Allen Robinson's actually questionable. For that Monday night game.
1: And it is Monday, so a little longer to rest up. But yeah, yeah. concerns.
0: Yeah. <sighs> oh, that's just the worst.
1: Robbie Anderson's the backup then? Or would you almost go like Edmonds or Drake in that flex spot?
2: No, I would go Robbie Anderson. Uh, Tampa yeah. Bay just absolutely torched last week. The film is out and beat them. Yeah. So they're not they're not as impenetrable as we thought they were.
1: I love it. Okay, Uh, let's do that. We said we
2: like the way Teddy Bridgewater's playing, man.
1: I love Teddy. I freaking love Teddy. I love Teddy coming out of college. Was not high on Johnny football. Good call by me. Haven't had many since then. Yeah. Um, I also had Derek Carr ranked ahead of Johnny football. Very few had that. Uh, So, yes. Back to Hamler, Visca, or Higgins for the wide receiver three. Visca versus Green Bay. Hamler versus the Raiders. Kind of love that matchup. Higgins versus Pittsburgh hate that matchup. I think Burrow's going to be running for his life. And that concerns me for Higgins.
0: I don't even know that he's going to be running for his life. I think he might just be planted in the ground. Like as weird as it is, I think that T Higgins is kind of out of the question for me just because like you combine everything that's going on there with the fact that there are three receivers and it's Mm. just kind of tough to trust that this week. Um, In terms of the other two though, I, I would like for one of you guys to talk me in to one or the other because I'm not, I'm having a tough time.
1: I imagine you're going to take a pro Visca stance guy.
2: No, I, uh, I don't know, man. I'm finding it hard. Yeah. Well, I I want to lean handler. I just, I think that this is more of a, like, if someone's going to break out, I like Judy or Fant a lot better um yeah. lavisca chennault in his last three games 4.1 7.4 0.9 like it just doesn't seem like so like good. even when they had a good game against houston when dj chark is just blowing up Laviska isn't really involved in that um oh man i hear what you're saying about pittsburgh but i like the talent of t higgins a little bit better here i would probably go higgins
1: I'd go Hamler. I think they're going to, the Raiders have been in high scoring games. Uh, Hamler starting to see more action. You know, he was returning kicks, punts, ran the ball, caught the ball. Um, I guess you're kind of, you're kind of gambling on like a lucky touchdown and some manufactured touches, but I think it'll be a little life will be a little easier for the Broncos offense against the Raiders. So I'm going to say Hamler
2: T Higgins, since that, that breakout game against Philly, 21, 13, 11.2, 19.7, 18.8, 14.4. He's been good, man. T. Higgins has been. If you guys want to bet on this, I'll take Higgins. Mm -hmm. We make this a bet.
1: Sure, let's do it. I'll take Hamler.
0: I'll take Visca then. Let's make it a three-way bet.
1: Beautiful. (laughs) Make a note of that, my friend. Um, that's gonna close it out for us, unless you guys saw any questions or news creep up last second. Um, uh, quick,
2: well, there's uh, Philip Lindsay or Mike Davis for flex. We should note that a uh, Christian McCaffrey yeah. is confirmed to be out for this weekend, so Mike Davis, I think, is the obvious play there. Yep. Just some news for you, and then also, I don't know if you saw, but the Ravens, um, someone in their facility, had a positive COVID-19 test. So that could put their game in jeopardy as well. Something to keep an eye on mm-hmm. for this weekend. Yeah. Um,
1: Only guy you'd probably start is Lamar on that offense anyways. So.
2: Yeah. Well, I wouldn't, oh man. I, I don't even know if I bother bringing this question up then.
1: Do Lay we have enough us.
2: time for it or no? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Lay it on us. We've got five. All more. right.
2: Hot take question. Is it time to think about potentially dropping Lamar? Hank, you were uh, lauding the uh, talent of Lamar Jackson earlier. No. I'll let you take this one
0: you can't, you can't do it. it You you gotta, like, if you just have to keep him, like you just have to, like, I think that it's one of those that you have to, you, you made your mistake. It's definitely a mistake. There is nothing he could do over the course of the next eight games to make what happened in the last, whatever, not hurt so bad. But now that you're here, like you just have to hope that it gets better for him either that or try to trade him. Somebody should be willing to trade for him. But. I think
2: he's a buy low Canada right now. If someone drops him, I'm picking him up off the waiver wire, which you aren't mentioning right yeah. now. Is his playoff schedule? Um, That's right. Yes, yeah, so they're going up against New England company. this week. Who, technically, they're third against against quarterbacks in fantasy this season, but that that defense hasn't looked impressive. They gave up a ton of points to uh Joe Flacco of all people, so they don't really mm-hmm. scare me. Then you've got Tennessee. Obviously, Pittsburgh's going to be a tough one, but after that. Dallas, Cleveland, Jacksonville, and then the Giants to close things out in championship weekend. Gotta love that. That's a buy candidate right there. So if yep. you're dropping, I'm picking up. If someone's selling, I'm buying. I understand what happened in the first part of the season. I understand if you drafted him, you feel burned by him. Yep. But you shouldn't be dropping just yet.
1: And yeah, no, absolutely. And the beauty is the Steelers are the only undefeated team in the league. So unlike other years where Lamar might be sitting out week 16, yeah. week 17, he's got to play against those giants and he's got to play well for a higher playoff seating. That's going to be important. Yep. I agree. There's a lot
2: of pressure on the Ravens to, yeah. uh, especially, you know, KC's out there as well. So with only one buy on the line with seven playoff spots, there, there's a lot of pressure on them to, uh, to really get as high of a seed as they can so they can avoid playing Casey or Pittsburgh early on. So they got a lot of pressure to continue to play all their stars. It's a good point.
1: Boom. Love that we get to finish on that. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. Subscribe to the DMVR fantasy feed. We won't be in the DMVR Broncos feed forever. Just leave us a review, put a like on our, uh, Tuesday videos on YouTube. We appreciate all the support. We will be back next Tuesday. Check us out at the tailgate Sunday morning, uh, Periscope YouTube all over the place on that as well. Thanks for tuning in. Talk soon.